welcome to Wild Truth, a podcast for truth seekers embarking on life's greatest adventure, the one inward. The most courageous thing we can do is be ourselves. Join us for a journey back to love, authenticity, courage, connectedness, and infinite possibility as we uncover how we can reconnect with our truth and hence our full potential. Each episode, we create space for honest dialogue, connection, vulnerability, and sharing of wisdom from experts, changemakers, entrepreneurs, and lightworkers from around the world. By sharing our truth, we give courage for others to do the same. I'm your host, Georgina Miranda, social entrepreneur, adventurer, coach, energy and mindfulness practitioner, activist, storyteller, and speaker. While my personal journey has taken me to literally the top of the world, Mount Everest, and all seven continents, my greatest adventure has been the journey inward, connecting me to my own wild truth and helping me come home to myself. It's my mission to help others connect with their truth and full potential by empowering them with tools and knowledge from some of the world's greatest truth seekers, lightworkers, and changemakers. Let the adventure begin. Today we're joined by my dear friend, Tiana Collins goddess, queen, yoga lover, yoga teacher, artist, photographer, founder of Cardi Yoga. So wonderful to have Tiana with us to share her wisdom and love with our community and her journey to truth and how she's now helping others on theirs. T, thank you so much for joining us all the way from Maui. You are welcome. Aloha. Thank you so much for having me, Georgina. It's great to be here. And so Tiana and I spoke at, well, 4 a.m. her time this morning because we had our weekly Friday meditation that I host and she woke up at the crack of dawn. So thank you for joining me for that. Well, I wanted to share with you that um, when I woke up this morning, I I ended up setting two alarms before I went to bed last night. One was for 3.50 so that I would be ready to receive um, the message at four and um, of course meditate. And I wanted to make sure I was at least awake and in some sort of state of consciousness. (laughs) And also I set another alarm for 7.30 because I knew that we were going to be doing this. So I wanted to make sure that if I did go back to sleep, I was, you know, I got up a couple hours ahead of time so that I could be awake and thriving by the time we linked up. Um, The great thing is, is I never went back to sleep. I had some coffee and I journaled and I did some work and, uh, it's been a a beautiful morning so far and it's not even noon. (laughs) Amazing. Well, you and I started an hour apart. I got up at five this morning as I naturally do these days. I did all my grocery shopping before the meditation. I also have not gone back to bed or anything like that ever since. So productive day so far. How does grocery shopping look for you these days? Uh, This morning I was at the grocery store by 6.30 a.m. I think I was the only customer there. So it's pretty safe, but everybody, all the staff was there restocking. So actually, you know, it was really nice experience because um, they're concerned that they're in your way. And I was just so grateful that they're restocking the shelves. So it was a lot of uh, thank you so much for everything you're doing and have a nice day and just a nice Nice. exchange. Sounds like gratitude and, you know, community and service. Um, All things that I feel like the world is uh, heading toward. I don't know about for you or or anybody listening to the podcast, but just appreciation for one another in some capacity has gone up so much higher 
for the mundane things that we maybe took for granted, you know, like the fact that we have food on shelves and it takes people to make yes. that happen. You know, like we, we just show up at the grocery store and there's food and we're like, cool, great. You know, cool. but, uh, where did this food come from? <laughs> Who grew this food or, you know, prepared it? I mean, we are definitely um, consumers of sorts and just have really, uh, I don't know, um, been spoiled almost to just check into the grocery store anytime we needed something. Uh, as you know, I, I grow a lot of food too. Uh, my husband is a farmer and we plant a ton of seeds. And we talked even the other day about just the idea of planting a seed and then watching it germinate, coming to fruition, picking that fruit or veggie and cooking it and then seeing it to the plate. I mean, that just, that cycle of life is at our fingertips and it's so easy to just, you know, take a seed and put some water and some sunlight on it and watch it grow. And I think in a way we are almost kind of reflecting that in a sense we're at this point, I think just starting over, this is a brand new start for each and every one of us because we are entering a world that we've never seen before and never been a part of. Definitely. And the whole theme for today is about wild truth. So that is a little bit of truth of the food we're eating, right? That it just doesn't magically appear, that it has a whole process and having gratitude from the beginning to the end till it nourishes our bodies. And yeah, yes. Tiana and I go way back. We went to high school together. Immaculate Heart, Pandas. Whoop, whoop, Pandas, 99. <laughs> we went to school in Las Feliz, which is uh, near Hollywood, California, for those of you that don't know. Our yes. class was quite unique. We went to high school with Megan Markle, which a lot of you will recognize. And a lot of other, uh, Tyra Banks went to our high school. Mm -hmm. I used to love the I Love Lucy show and apparently uh, Lucy and Desi Arnaz's daughter went to our school too, I think. Yes, do you remember when she visited? Oh, I remember her coming in and I remember thinking like, oh, your mom is I Love Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> Like, what a great, you know, just, I think, space for women to, like, be able to watch that show and um, such a handsome Desi, obviously. But, you know, it's, it, I think it was, she made it cool to be, like, quirky and individual and just kind of like your own person. And I know you would agree with me that Immaculate Heart definitely turns out some um, individuals, uh, yes. definitely. Uh, strong-minded women who stand in their beliefs and stand firm in their sisterhood and uh, just women of great heart. And something so random, I remember like having a conversation sitting next to a young lady when I was doing photography for, you know, someone she knew. And she's like, did you go to Maglet Heart? <laughs> After our conversation of like 10 minutes. And I'm like, yeah, she's like, me too. And just because of the power, I guess, we had in our conviction of what we were talking about, she just kind of assumed that that's where I came from. And um, that is one of the wild truths about me. Uh, I remember starting off at Immaculate Heart in 93, middle school, and enjoying all of the years that I was at this all-girls school. And 
it was in the time that obviously like, you know, girls start to recognize boys and it's like, no mom, you're taking me <laughs> from <laughs> like talking with these guys and like hanging out with dudes every day to an all girls school. Oh no. And I really did think that my life was over, <laughs> but to come back full circle and reflect on what makes me a strong, beautiful, um, brown, black goddess. Uh, I am mixed with Chinese and black, and I am so proud of that to just be a mixed kid is what you know we used to call it back in the day. And um, you know, it was always funny too to even just hear like, oh, do you consider yourself more black or more Chinese? And I'm like, I'm both. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> You know, I'm I'm 50-50, but what does percentages even look like these days, you know? <laughs> yeah, I just got back my 23andMe DNA results about my ancestry, and I was brought up Latina. My mother immigrated from Nicaragua, and my father immigrated from El Salvador, so that's my 50-50 split. Um, but as I looked at my DNA results, I am mostly Native American from Central America, uh, Native Americans, and then have influence from Southern Europe due to colonization, and then also um, have influence from Sub-Saharan Africa, and also from Western Asia and Northern Africa. And there's so much rich culture there that I have yet to explore about myself that's been lost in translation generation to generation. It also explains why depending where I'm traveling, it can be confusing to people where I'm actually from. You could, you could be from anywhere. Yeah. I mean, just glorious, like that deep olive, like the eyes, the smile, like, you know, your, your genetics and the way in your, um, the way that your, you know, your beauty presents itself. I mean, let's all be real. Where did the first woman come from? You know, where did mankind come from? Um, we all came from Africa. So what you continue to see is this kind of like diversity in how our, um, you know, ancestors, once they left, how their noses got smaller when they went north, you know, because there, there was so much cold air. It's like, oh, we can't have too much of that. Yeah. You know, how their eyes got slanted because... And that's, that's my side too, because, you know, we're around the equator, maybe like, maybe we're protecting our, you know, the, our gaze from the sun, you know, whatever this, whatever the adaptations look like, um, we are still all one. And I mean, like, I feel it every day, the connection between every single being um, on this, you know, planet. And of course, I think that as we continue to develop and experience and uh that includes in adventures journeys our environments we continue to maybe even just like hone in into one space so i hone into like this goddess space this this space of royalty and how we should all continue to treat each other with love with respect because we are all connected and if you are sad then i am sad and if you are experiencing joy, then I'm experiencing joy. And right now we are experiencing intensity and toughness and fight and the want of security and the want of togetherness and the building of community in a way that we can all thrive. 
So being in that space, I feel empowered. I feel powerful. And I want to just, you know, leave the idea of ask for what you want. Like, let's continue to envision the space that we want to be in, um, in our homes, within our communities, and then in turn within the society. You know, if we focus on the home, if we focus on self, we will be able to, you know, reflect that through the community around us and through our worlds. No, definitely. And I appreciate your perspective because I think, you know, we can have love and compassion for others and we can to some degree, well, we can have empathy, but it is impossible to know exactly what somebody else is experiencing. Everyone has their own experiences, their own past, their own everything, right? We're all unique. We're all one, but we're all very unique. And so it's, I think, a time to hold space for one another and to honor each other's potential pain and suffering, although we might have experienced it a different way. We can't pretend to know. I mean, even if you took twins, like people who share like the same DNA as close as you can get to, right? Yeah. Um, you know, let's say Lily sees it rainbows and sunshines, but Mel sees it, you know, as fire, <laughs> like, okay. maybe even as water. But uh, I think I love that you brought up the, uh, the, the, the fact that we are all different. We're not going to experience things the same. So even how we continue to help out the world is going to look different too. So, you know, I also want to say like, let's remember not to be judgmental of how people express their love, right? Yeah. You know, it's always like, you should be doing this, you should be doing that. It's like, hold up. Maybe you're speaking of yourself. Maybe you're saying, I should be doing this. Like, this is how I wanted to, you know, share my love with the world or like make change. Um, and, and so that I feel like we should continue to allow space for that to look different. You know, some people are protesting right now. Some people are creating street art, <laughs> all my creatives out there. Some people are making music. Um, some people are doing wellness. <laughs> yes, yeah. And meditation. Right. And, and that's one thing that we spoke today about in the meditation this morning was around, I do believe sometimes if we can get quiet and if we can sit into the silence, our heart will always guide us but we have to allow it to have space, you know? And so it's giving ourselves space for our heart to tell us how to show up, not somebody else. Mm. I love how you say like, like sit still. Like I've been enjoying my stillness lately. Um, as you know, I recently moved out to Maui uh, come to think of it, um, I flew out the day that Kobe passed away. So the mm. land in another space. And, you know, let, let's just say like, I ended up traveling without my husband. He was like a couple hours behind me because I was, I ran, <laughs> I was running late <laughs> and he had to stay with one of our bags. And I was like, I have to be on this flight. Cause I have this interview. <laughs> and so he's like, just go, just go. So anyway, 
landing here and then receiving like, or not even still being in the air when I received the message and me not believing in that wild truth that we had lost one of the icons of our, like you and I, girl, yeah, like yeah. our sense, like yeah. our generation. Yeah. So to even be able to receive a message like that and like, I mean, girl, I had, we, we all mourned, we all mm -hmm. mourned, but then not even having a breath or a second to get, to go into everything shut down. COVID has entered the building. It's time to mask up. And now you can't see anyone's face. Like I forget and I give smiles to people and then I'm like, oh yeah, you can't see it. So right. then I try to like, I'm like, how can I smile more with my eyes? Yeah. And then I think Tyra Banks, right? Nice. <laughs> like I squint a little on the side. <laughs> I'm smiling at you. Receive this love. Even though we can't see each other's face, like I'm sending you positive vibrations. And then girl, in the next month, we are upset. We are angry. We are creating fierce, forceful energy to say, hey, listen, listen to me. Listen to us. Fucking no more. We're not taking this. You know me, I can't watch, I can't watch things that I know that will break my heart. So I haven't seen tons of footage that's been out because I have to protect my space. I accidentally scrolled on just a photo mm -hmm. of George. Mm -hmm. And I immediately started to, you know, like tear and and vibrations and just talking about it right now because we're obviously always open and honest with each other like I hurt you know mm -hmm. and it's like how do I as a wellness practitioner as a life coach as a yogi continue to spew positive vibrations and love when I know my people are hurting and I almost feel like like maybe that's my gift, like mm -hmm. that's who Tiana is. Like no matter what craziness goes on in my world, I can like turn it into love mm -hmm. and give that. And so to be honest, that's what I've been trying to do. I've been like, you know, let me go on ahead and mourn. Yeah. And it was like, on a, let me mourn. I hopped into a, um, a month long program with one of my yogi buddies. Uh, from Miami who went to college with me. So I love how, you know, this kind of like 360 comes back like this. We, we're continuing to help each other out. We learn from life and then we give to our community and the people that we love and our sisters. Yeah. And um, it was a metamorphosis journey following the stages of the butterfly. And I screamed, I cried, I danced, I communicated, I grew, I elevated, I learned how to be in my truth and be honest with myself. And by the time, matter of fact, the last day of metamorphosis, that Sunday um, was when the protests jumped right. off. Right. And I felt grounded. It was crazy. I remember like reflecting that day and like putting out all these like foundation, groundation, you know, type of energy and, and just strength. And we were in complete chaos around the world. Yeah. I mean, and I say chaos, but I mean like 
powerful, yeah. emotional, uh, focused chaos, yeah. you know? Everything that's happened is horrible. And it's really sad that horrible things had to happen and so much suffering had to happen for people to wake up and listen. And there's still a lot more waking up that's needed and there's still a lot more listening that's needed. But if I have to look at this from, I guess the lens of the heart, the lens of love is there is an awakening happening. There is no going back. So many people, with COVID, everyone was like, I just want to go back to normal. We're not going back, guys. The train's train's not going backwards. And why would we want it to? What's normal? Yeah, and why would we want it to? You know, we, we, we have work to do to build humanity and respect for humanity at our core. Oh, Oh, you said core, girl. You know, I love that. A strong core. That just makes everything better. (laughs) From from physically your posture to, you know, just the root of your energy. But it's... What gives you a strong core? What do you reflect back to? I, I have to go to nature. You know, I left the city after COVID hit. Uh, my journey was an interesting one. I came back to the U.S. for a conference and a client, and then uh, and I was going to enjoy ski season in Colorado, and well, that all got cut short. And then um, borders were closing, and my next plans were also closing as a result. And come May, I was already supposed to be hosting retreats in Thailand, and then on to Europe and other places, and that's all going away. And yeah, come April, I found myself in Denver and I'm like, what am I doing in Denver? <laughs> like this wasn't a part of the plan. And, and, and so, you know, what was my heart's calling was nature and the closest, easiest place to move here was Breckenridge. So yeah, I came here and Colorado is beautiful and girls surrounded by nature is like you're in the heart of it. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, in Denver, I didn't feel connected to anything. I felt very ungrounded. I was just in another city and I didn't have any connections to the city. So, but I come here, I don't have connections to this little town either, really. I mean, I've been coming here for 10 years, but there's no community here for me, but I have the mountains and I have the river and I have the lake and that's really all I need. And that's my grounding when everything's in a swirl. And meditation, you know, I think. I feel like to even say that the community that you're living in is not yours is a false. Because I believe, Georgina, that your work is expansive. um, And it resonates on so many levels and across the world. Like I would even say universal if we could, you know, like pop outside this planet real quick. (laughs) But um, even through the meditation this morning that I shared with you, like we had South Africa, we had Miami, you know, we had LA. I was in the building, uh, uh, you know, Maui. And um, even last week you still had- Europe. uh, Africa, Europe, exactly. So when you do meditations such as unity, such as um, loving kindness, 
we are now in these places that we re reside reflecting and spewing all of that energy onto our communities. So just the fact that you're there <laughs> and doing meditations in your space, mm. I already know that your neighbors are feeling a little bit more loving kindness. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's, it's true. reflective on how they're, you know, um, showing that to their mates or their partners or uh, the homegirl down the street. <laughs> that is true. So, yeah, and it, that is a wild truth. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And it's the energy piece. I'd love to just jump in on that because you're one of the people I know that is constantly vibrating this amazing energy that I can feel no matter, you know, we haven't lived close to one another now for over a decade. And, but I can feel your beautiful energy, honestly, no matter where I am, whether it's I'm reading something you wrote or I'm seeing a post or one of your videos and let's share that with people. How do you radiate that love out to the world from wherever you are? Ooh, ooh, such, such a great question. Um, First, I think that my foundation and what made me um, TT <laughs> is, uh, is love. So from my parents, from knowing even like, I'm lucky enough to know my grandparents and I lived with all of them. Um, all of them have now passed. Um, but I see the strength of family in them. So the idea of like, ride or die, <laughs> no matter what, the idea of um, blood is thick and you do everything for your family. Um, I was able to continue to, um, I think, share that with my friends and in turn, like, you know, the people who I drew into my space. So like for my soccer team, you know, even if they said like something crazy, <laughs> Um, I'd be like, girl, I love you, you know, and saying the things that I mean, uh, as you know, I'm very like, I strongly believe in saying like, stand behind the things that you want, create the space that you want to see, visualize, you know, your future, um, or the day. And don't talk about the things like, I can't do this. I, I, I don't want to do this. I don't want to be this way anymore because the universe only hears the way <laughs> that you want to be. It doesn't, it doesn't hear the nose. The universe is a positive um, space. It's a positive uh, time. It's a positive vibration. So continuing, like, even if I have a poor thought, I'll stop it immediately. Even if I, I wanted to say something the other day that was negative and I was like, oh, okay, let me redirect this. Let me figure out a way I can put it to be positive. I think in that way, my friends, my family, no matter where I am, continue to feel my positive vibration because I'm continuing to try to um, do it through love and do it through like how I visualize things, which is you ask Camille, rainbows and sunshines. Girl, everything's not always rainbows and sunshines. And I'm like, yes, it is. 
For those listening, Camille's one of our classmates as well. <laughs> so if you're listening, we love you. Uh, yes. Yeah, it's, um, I want to talk about this aspect of practice because a lot of people that that I know haven't seen me for a while because I left the country for a couple years and then I pop back, COVID hits, I can't visit anybody, but a couple of people come by to visit or they see me on videos or whatnot and they're like, you've changed. And if I'm honest, mm-hmm. oh, I lived in my past a lot. I lived in my past a lot and it's how I was brought up. I was brought up to relive every moment of the past, to replay it. I was very good at that. And it's a terrible way to live because it's just like we're not going back in COVID, back to any type of normalcy. We're moving forward. Like that's life. And, you know, it would be so nice if life was rainbows and sunshines and everything that happened to us would, was good. You know, but I think the hardest part of having this, um, this is, I think it's a practice. It's a practice because you have to practice at, ooh, I'm catching this thought. Is it serving me? Is it making me feel better? Is it true? Is it true? And sometimes it's not true. You know, I think of women and our bodies and how we talk about our bodies. Sometimes it's a delusion. (laughs) Yeah. And so, but it is a practice. It's not like overnight I changed. It was a lot of work of assessing a real like kind of harsh assessment, like, whoo, you're not talking very nice to yourself. Or what is the energy that you're putting out if you're so drained, if you're so tired, if you're burnt out? Right. That's not serving, it's definitely not serving me or you if, if that's what you're feeling. And it's definitely not serving anybody else because then that's what you're, but it's, it's not an easy, it's not an easy fix, you know? And you're, you're a holistic practitioner and you work with people one-on-one. And I want to talk about this whole process to truth because oftentimes it's quite glamorized, like that the path to truth is like beautiful. You go to a little retreat, you go out to nature and like, ah, you see the light. And you then journal like, a little bit, you breathe, inhale and exhale. And all of a sudden things are now balanced and you're, you're perfection. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about this that. <laughs> journey to truth, you know, because this, we're, we're talking about Tiana today. So maybe take us through your journey to truth because you have had such an interesting background from uh, the farming to the yoga, to the photography, to the athlete, to the everything. I mean, it's, um, and then your connection now to this Island that you live on, you know, from LA, which some people would be like, what? (laughs) Right. Well, to be honest, you know, at some point in time, I got real selfish with my space and my time and my um, conversation. So some people might listen to this podcast and be like, what? Tiana's in, in Maui. You know, if they're not following me on Instagram, like I, I, I post some beaches, but you know, only certain people will be like, oh, that's lava. <laughs> that's lava rock. Um, with that said, let me... I mean, Georgina, so much that you reflected on. Let me just start with um, part of my foundation uh, and and the wild truth that I too hurt. Like I too go through traumatic and very like 
you know, difficult times. Um, I, I could talk about as an athlete in college, I tore my ACL and coming from a space and, that I've never been hurt before, never been injured, playing soccer since I was four years old, injured when I'm, you know, 19, 20, like, what do you do with all those emotions when you're even coming in, you know, like leaving your teenhood and entering like your twenties? Because I don't know if you, when you turned 18, if you were just like, I'm mature. <laughs> I feel like I didn't gain uh, that much maturity until I was like 30. <laughs> when I had my heart broken a couple times. Um, <laughs> which is also another, you know, hard truth. Like I've been in relationships like short, 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 short ones. Um, cause I didn't, you know, I didn't fall in love and then falling in love and then not being the one that they love back. Right. Um, being cheated on after eight years, you know, like all of these crazy things that women go through and they're trying time. So now it's like you, you go through these breakups. And even if we were going into a breakup of a boyfriend or a divorce, you know, like a, a lifetime partner who you said, I choose you forever to the breakup of friendships, you know, um, the breakup of those homies that you would, you know, ride or die for, um, who you did everything for, um, who you um, wanted to be your lifetime you know, friend, sister, brother, all of these kind of moments of uh, tragedy and loss, because these are losses that you take. Um, it's so important to notice them, uh, to reflect on them, to say, I see you. I'm going to, you know, process you this way. And that process could look like anything. Like I say, be creative of, you know, in any way that you express your sadness or fear or anger. Um, you know, this COVID, I lost one of my young cousins, mom, you know, sister, daughter above 40 what you're only five years older than me right. what could you like who could imagine that you know the people that we went to high school with when we were freshmen like let's say a senior just you know passed away like these are such trying times and I think that life continues to teach us that it is gonna keep coming at you it's not gonna get it's not gonna give you any slack. So how you choose to be in this moment and then in the, in the moment immediately after that, and then in the moments to follow, weekly, monthly, you know, yearly. Like I know I see the change in you, Georgina, like, and I think that that's why we came back together again as well because, probably in our 20s, we were just like <laughs> all types of just in our own space and world, just creating havoc in our own way. And I love coming back with you now because 
you are one of my more enlightened friends who I can like dive deep into the well of consciousness and um, elevation and real deal, you know, yeah. <laughs> wild truth. <laughs> um, so really quickly, just thank you so much for having me here and being able to share this with you um, because I feel like my journeys have brought me to this space where I'm able to share. And I think that my gift to coach people, which by the way, I was, you know, about a couple of years ago, I was like, man, I miss coaching soccer so bad. And I realized that it wasn't just coaching soccer. It was like being there for these young ladies at a time where they needed someone to talk to. They needed right. that extra ear to like, say, look, I'm feeling this way, you know, whether school, teacher, you know, boyfriend, <laughs> yeah. all, all of that as a, as a young girl. And so it's like, but at the same time, we never, like things don't change. It just evolves. Right. right. So like, we're still at, in our twenties in our thirties, I'm sure forties and fifties and sixties, we still are going through those challenges of what do I need to do in order to like continue to keep my, my life balanced. What do I need to do in order to continue to take care of myself and my space? Um, and how do I like, how do I create a space where I can allow people to enter it and me still continue to be a hundred, you know? Right. Cause sometimes you meet friends that are like blood suckers, like leeches and like energy suckers. You know what I'm saying? Like you leave them and you're like, oh my gosh. Yeah. I have to go do some meditation. Yeah, <laughs> or, or, like jo or like joy sappers too. I mean, it's uh, oh. all of it. It's um, you have to protect your boundaries. You said you became selfish. I don't think selfish is the word. I think also once you're on this path of your wild truth, you almost don't have an option anymore in your decisions. It's so clear. Things become so clear. And maybe to the outside world, it looks selfish, but really you're just so like committed to your, your path. And a lot of people might be listening if they're, if they have their own spiritual practice and they're like, they relate path to the spiritual practice. I like to say that a path is to your truth. And maybe, you know, you try a bunch of different paths or you end up on a bunch of different paths and you're like, Oh, no, that's not getting me closer to the truth. You know, and a lot of it is just like what you let go along the way. You know, I love climbing mountains, so I'll relate it to climbing. You know, you start off with a really big, heavy backpack, and on the way, you're like, oh man, it's gonna be hard work if I keep walking with this thing. I'm gonna, gonna, you know, and I don't need this extra pair of socks, I don't need this extra pair of this. And you know, you start kind of losing the baggage, so to speak, on your journey because it's actually holding you back. I love that you put it in such an eloquent way because I can tell you that cleansing and clearing your space physically, your maybe even like those negative emotional ties, you know, like those um, energy joy zappers um, is so important to your growth. And really to your survival, if we were to put it, you know, just yeah, to, like, and to I'm sure your survival too on the mountain. <laughs> yeah, to thriving, right? Because uh, 
just like our own mental negative thoughts and energy can weigh us down. Imagine if you're trying to really power through your path, your dreams, and then you have, you know, outside forces that are not supporting that journey. Eventually it becomes the decision, you know, like, are you on team T and G or are you on someone else's team? If you're not on my team, get out. Bye. I don't feel bad. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. <laughs> right. You know what? So funny you said sorry, not sorry, because that was one of the things that I, uh, one of the methods that I used to grow was I stopped apologizing. And I especially stopped apologizing for shit I wasn't sorry for. Like, I'll be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry that I was running five minutes late. And I was like, you know what? There was an accident on the freeway. So I'm really not sorry. Like life was happening. Yes, I should have left five minutes ahead of time. Next time I will be better. But then, but then once again, I'm taking that back, you know, that responsibility back on myself. Like I will be better. And I noticed that when I'm focused on me and my movements and the way that I want to, you know, share my time and energy and love and light. I mean, it just feels better. The flow is always right. Like I'll roll up on a parking spot, you know, like something small, like, oh my goodness, the, you know, or that person who was in front of me makes a right and I get to continue on my flow and on my path. And I think that the universe shows me, you know, uh, just as much as when I'm trying to battle it, that it's there for me. And I think it's so amazing that like the second that you decide this, the universe will say, here's a test. Yeah. Right. I know there's been times on the mountain where you were like, you know what, I'm going to do this and I'm going to make sure that I do this. And then the mountain gave you the test. Like the universe was like, well, there it is. And then my question to you would be, did you reflect back to old habits or did you do what you were going to say? Yeah, no, I and think implement that. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I, um, I just gave a talk this weekend and it's basically, oh, I mean, I feel like the mountains in my case were like the teachers for the real life because somehow I could tame my mind and my energy and being on a mountain and deal with the most extreme situations like near death, really hard stuff. And somehow I could tell myself all the right things, protect myself the right way, hold my boundaries the right way. Because it was, a, it was a matter of life or death. If you didn't, it was serious consequence. But then I get back to real life and I was a hot mess. All those like <laughs> key learnings was like out the window, guy dumps you, oh, you're in pieces, you're rehashing that. You're, you know, like, you're not letting it go. You're not like, this is holding, endless examples. So it took a lot, it took a practice and a realization of like, you have these skills you're able to hold your internal solid when your external is chaos. Why can you do it on a mountain? Why can't you do it on real life? And that's mm. been a huge part of this truth journey. And that's why I'm eager to interview as many people as I can about their truth journey, because, you know, you're a coach, I'm a coach. Uh, there's a, there's a Oracle card called you're not for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and I love it. I love this Oracle card yeah. because, it, you know, it, especially thinking, I think you're like a, a lover and like a person of a spiritual person will be like, you really do want everybody to love you and like you. 
and you you want to be something for everyone but the reality yeah, is like nature right but the reality is that we're not and so i want everyone to experience like hey this is what truth is for georgina but this is what truth is for tiana this is what truth is you know for albert who i interviewed earlier and for stacy i interviewed last week there's all these different perspectives of truth and we all had different journeys to get there so maybe there's somebody who's listening and i know i've had a lot of people ask me explain this truth thing i don't get it so mm. i'd love to hear your perspective like one what does truth mean to you and two what is the truth you're trying to share with the world uh first of all let's just be real your truth is your truth right you know um my truth will be my truth and uh i think that it's so interesting that even we're having this conversation because my nickname in my pr program was tiana truth <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> and I would reflect back on just like, um, just the idea of just continuing to be honest with yourself, like honest with the things that you need, um, the things that you need on a daily, you yeah. know, like I would like to get some love, like, you know, I'm a hugger. So this idea of social distancing has been crazy. I've been like, oh, let me just get some hugs. And then like the dogs get extra hugs or something like that. But <laughs> my husband gets like an extra hug. But um, that's, the, that's my thing, man. Like to be heart to heart with somebody and to express myself through um, embracing. And so that's one of my wild truths is just sharing my love in that way. And I remember when I was on my path to growing and getting better with who I shared my space with, I wouldn't hug as many people. Mm -hmm. And I noticed that I continue to get stronger in that way because, you know, sometimes, you know, you'll share, you'll share, you, you will share a hug and it's to like help somebody. You feel that they're uneasy, yeah. but energy is not destroyed. It is only past yeah. you know from here yeah. to there so i take on that you know that energy right and then it's like okay how will i distribute this person's sadness um maybe i'll go for a walk or i'll do some yoga or something like that but um which by the way is one, another one of my truths um i am a person who wants to share yoga with the world i want to teach people how to use yoga as a tool in order to um, save yourself. Um, and I say that as an athlete too, but also as a goddess, as a queen, as a woman who has been hurt um, because on the mat, that is a space of no judgments. That is a space of just you in this moment, in your perfection, and I mean, that's, can be imperfectly perfect, right? Because mm -hmm. we're all that, um, which makes us who we are. And it created what, what I had to do was push through my fear and the doubt that I was ready to help people in that way. You know, it's like when you are throwing 
a sleepover when you're like a little girl and it's like, oh my God, I'm turning 13. My mom's letting me have a sleepover. Oh gosh, I'm new to this school. Like, will people come? Yeah. And then the idea that I didn't notice that someone would recognize that I didn't invite them. So it's like, oh my gosh, you'd like me enough to want to come and hang out with me. You know, like your time at the grocery mart this morning. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for stocking the shelves. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no, thank you so much for coming in and buying this food. Right. It's like, we're all kind of looking for some sort of approval, I guess, in a way. And I think that sometimes whatever we deal with whenever we're younger and what brought us to this moment in time, this truth, which is us, just whoever you are right now in this space, in this time, it is exactly who you're supposed to be. It's exactly where you are and you are perfection, yeah. you know? Um, and, and we chose to be here in this moment, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, I hear people a lot of times like, oh, I'm like, couldn't I have been born like some other time? And I'm like, no, no, you chose to be born in this moment. There's a purpose. Like we all have a purpose, a meaning, a gift to share. And I love what you say because I, it relates, it resonates with me a lot in the sense that I'm really merging now spirituality and business. And for mm -hmm. the last two years, there was a huge fear that if I integrated the two, because I was known, my identity was known as management consultant, entrepreneur, Silicon Valley, mountain climber, these very like strong masculine things. As much as I was a feminist and always fighting for equality of women and gender-based violence, the perception was still a different way. And now I'm giving courses around language that's missing at business school, love, compassion, empathy. Uh, wait, let's not fix your business first. We gotta, we gotta heal you first. And then we can move to the business. You know, but there was a lot of fear that if those truths came out and then the imposter syndrome, who are, who am I? I mean, I'm not a monk on a, sitting on a mountain. Maybe people want to hear from, right. from them, not from me. Who am I to give advice? Yeah. <laughs> and, and so it's been a lot of, and I don't know for you, I'd love to hear what were those moments that gave you the courage to fully step into your truth? And for uh, me, it was a lot of my spiritual teachers, counselors, coaches, guides, yogis that were like, girl, you are dimming your light. Stop. Stop. And then, you know, enough people tell you in different countries and different parts of the world. And you're like, okay, let's give this a try. What's the worst that can happen? Right. And, and, when, and it's, it's uh, almost it's, complete strangers are telling you, wow, you have so much to share. Like you have so much knowledge. But I would, the, but I would what, take a course on this. <laughs> but that's what it took for me to have the courage, I guess, to step into those truths. And also going back to the Oracle card, you're not for everyone. Kind of being okay <laughs> with that. <laughs> so what, were, what, were, what, what did it take for you to step into your truth to, you know, have these, this acceptance of like the loss as a soccer athlete? Because that was a process with the injury. Mm. And moving into this path of yoga, I remember once you told me that you didn't actually like yoga at the beginning. And, <laughs> you know, it's like, true. 
Yeah, that's okay. I mean, I used to live it. I used to like be in Shavasana and be like, oh my God, I, I got shit to do right now. Why am I laying here? Can we go? <laughs> like class is over. This is like 2005 in LA where I'm like just thinking of all the traffic that lays ahead of me as I get in my vehicle after <laughs> class. <laughs> I mean, we've all had our, our growth journeys. So yeah, what, what, what did it take? What helped you? Um, let's, let's start off with even, so after I, um, tore my ACL, I got back into the swing of things and I was using Pilates to get there. Okay. So I had done Pilates before, like in high school, matter of fact, when I was at Immaculate Heart, um, throughout junior and senior year, trying to get my core strong. (laughs) And so I had heard uh, tons of great things about Pilates I said, yes, this is for me because, you know, you step into a class, you know, you're going to work and you know, you're going to burn afterwards. I didn't think that yoga was for me because I heard it was a lot of like standing still and stretching for like long periods of time and um, music that was like soft and... (laughs) not turned up like gentle (laughs) the sounds of nature I mean I do love nature and you may even be able to hear these birds singing around me throughout this podcast but um it's it was you know being an athlete I wanted to like hear some like rap or some hip-hop or some sort of like MJ or Prince like (laughs) get turned up during my yoga class (laughs) and so um when I entered my first one I had gone to the teacher. I told her this was my first class. And I was like, Hey, could you just keep an eye on me? You know, this is my first class. And she never came around to check on me. I was 30 minutes into this practice, Georgina, and we had done downward dog like eight times. And I was wondering why my shoulders were on fire along with every other bit of my body. And later on, I realized you know, um, by the way, I ended up leaving that class. I was like, if she says downward dog one more time and doesn't tell me how to do this thing correctly, then I've got to go. And she did. And I just broke down and I was like, okay, I'm out of here. And then I was really proud because I gave myself 30 minutes. So, you know, small celebrations. (laughs) With that said, um, I had gone back to class, you know, uh, one of my really good friends, Joyelle Nicole, who is a comedian out of New York, she used to live in LA at the time and, you know, right in mid city valleys, just taught this class. It was valleys at the time, by the way, yeah. I'm not even sure if they're still in business, but, um, you know, right near downtown Culver city. And I've she was like, to my class I and I said, <laughs> yeah. So she said, I, she said, come to my class. And I said, no, <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> I'm not really a yoga person. Um, and she said, no, come to my class. And I obviously went. I fell in love, Georgina. I fell in love. She had the best playlist, um, all types of things that you would just put on a mixtape when you were like back in high school and throughout college. Uh, and as we jammed and flowed and, you know, just breathed, she came around. She made sure everyone was in downward dog in correct places. And she showed me how to shift my body and, and find the balance and and where the pressure is supposed to be because having that strong foundation in your palms, in your hands, in your fingertips, all the way through that energy, that is so important. 
the strength in your core is so important for this particular pose. And if you've never done it before and you don't know how to do it, like you can hurt yourself. And I am a stickler about form because obviously coming from an injury that didn't in my career, but you know, postponed it. Um, and, and also challenged me on a mental level. Like I told someone the other day, I was like, yeah, I was back on the field in six months, but I didn't, I wasn't mentally prepared until my senior year. So like another year and a half had gone by before I was like, you know what? It's my last year. I just got to go balls to the wall, girl. (laughs) I got to go in hard. So I, you know, I felt that empowerment a year and a half after I tore my ACL, you know, and and so, um, yeah, we won two championships, you know, with that, it's like, yay, we, we saw, saw all the hard work come to fruition and yeah. we get to celebrate that. But at the same time, um, don't let that person like, guess what? That girl was not for me. Right. And she probably said that she probably was like, oh, you know, I've got all the rest of these yogis in here. They're my clan. And I said to myself, you know what? I'm not... <laughs> I did actually first say, I'm not going to, I'm going to let this beat me. I'm not going to do yoga again. But guess what? The fact that I said, I'm going to step into this class. I'm going to step in with an open heart. I'm going to like receive it, you know, however it presents itself. And me falling in love with yoga now sparks cardio yoga. Now is my life right now. And, and my life is just what I do on a daily. That's my truth. I live this girl that's why I can share this because I live this every single day. I've been living this every single day. Let's talk like, about you now sharing this gift with the world. Uh, tell us about the program you have coming up. Oh, wonderful. Um, well, first of all, let me just shout out to all of the Brown Goddess Collective that gave me the um, power, energy, and motivation um, to come, you know, to to come up with this really, and to give me the strength to say, uh, go ahead T, do your thing. Reasons, seasons, and lifetimes sparked from that journey. I was in deep reflection of self. Like I told you, I had just lost my cousin. Um, I felt like I was kind of in a chaotic space and um, one of my buds, sent me a couple, you know, self-help books. Um, I continue to read my self-help books that I've had before. I continue to journal, sketch, um, cook, create, uh, create in ways that I could be expressive artistically because that's me to the core. And through these different mediums, I was just, uh, you know, it sparked one day um, through this photo that I was drawing and I was like, Oh my gosh, that conversation that I had with Devin's mom, reasons, seasons, and lifetime. She was just like, I was going through a really difficult time in my life. And I told you guys earlier in the podcast that you lose people. You, you know, some relationships don't last throughout certain changes. And we all go through major changes in our world. And it sometimes happens every three years. It sometimes happens every eight years. You know, these different cycles, um, women, 13 sometimes, um, all of these changes, I was, I was disrupted. I was unrooted. I was sad all the time. And I just thought, and I, and when I received that information, T, there are reasons, seasons and lifetimes, basically saying there's a reason for this moment, figure out what it is, 
And then what are you going to take from this moment into the next season? That's going to serve you in a positive way, in a loving way, and help you grow into the woman that you envision yourself to become. And I was thinking back, you know, 10, whatever years ago, like, I'm going to be this, this woman who, but now I am a goddess that serves her community, shares love and light, even when people don't know how to receive love. You know, I choose to be great to my friends and my family. I choose to serve my community um, through yoga, wellness, meditation, pushing nutri nutrition, pushing things that make your soul smile. Um, it all starts with what we feed ourselves and what we ingest. So drinking that water and making sure that you're staying hydrated because we are water beings. Um, eating the rainbow because like I said, that is what the world is made up of, rainbows. Mm -hmm. And we all have to remember that you could only see a rainbow through sunshine and rain. True. Okay, so there are gonna be some sad things that happen in this world, some evils, some dislikes, some challenges and obstacles, some yang, but through that, there's always that balance. And my question to you and my challenge to you continues to become, how are you going to be that loving being, be the positive vibration that the world needs to counteract the other challenges that we all are going through, that we all feel because we're all connected. And so as I step into this journey of self-care and guiding these goddesses through um, creativity, through nutrition, through yoga and pranayamas and um, for those of you guys who don't know yoga, that's breath work um, and meditation and visualization. You know, what do we need to take from this past three months, from this past, from the year of 2020, because it's already been so vibrant. <laughs> what can we take? What was the reason for this? And I think you even had a little bit of knowledge on that earlier. You said, hey, there's no norm. Why would we want to go back to normal? Guess what? We were not all thriving in 2019 and before. We were all doing our best to thrive in the situations that presented themselves, in the environments that we you know, found ourselves in. But now is the time to use this energy of transition, of transformation, to step into a better sense of self. What do we need in order to be 100%? What do we need in order to step outside tomorrow and be great for my neighbors? What do we need in order to go a little bit further and change the community in which we live in? You, you already know what's up. Black History Month lasts for one month which is the shortest month out of the year, even though I love February, because if we were to reflect back into our Af um, to Africa, we're talking about every month had 28 days because it was based on a lunar cycle, a right. cycle of goddess um, energy. 
So um, shout out to all my queens in the building. Don't worry, kings. We love you too. We love your energy of raw and that energy that we are in right now, that Gemini. But guess what? We are entering cancer in right after the solar eclipse. So get ready, you guys. The eclipse is just around the way. The summer solstice is just around the way. Take some time and be outside right now. Step into the sun and gather all of that so that by next week, you guys are ready to reflect and go inward because I had to go within to find my peace. And let me tell you, I dove deep into the darkness, deep into the darkness. I would wanna take this moment to say um, that I love my family. A few years back on my wedding anniversary, my cousin had um, shot himself and he was a very young teen and he ended up passing. And that was one of my darkest, darkest times, Georgina. I share that with you now because I also believe in mental health and knowing that stuffing it away is not gonna help. And I tried to stuff it. And I'm glad that I can kind of be expressive with you right now uh, because that is my honesty. That is my wild truth is that I cry sometimes. <laughs> oh, that's, and, and it's healthy. It's healthy to cry. <laughs> we all should cry more. We should, but coming, like being the youngest of seven, having four older brothers and sisters and being tough and this athlete, I felt that it was soft to cry. I didn't allow myself to cry in front of people. I would stuff all of my hurt energy down. And when I tore my ACL, I, about three months after my surgery, I exploded and I got into a ton of fights and I knew that I was not the right person. I knew that I wasn't Tiana. I knew that I was losing myself and that would be probably my first darkest moment. Um, my reflection on Adam would be probably one of my most recent darkest moments. Um, but when I say I allowed myself to go into the darkness, I allowed myself to, um, you know, I drank, I, I smoked, I, you know, weed and, and it was, and, and ate crappy food and just really wanted to even see for myself how, how dark I could go. But one thing where I saw it um, coming out was during my yoga sessions. So I would stuff it down. I would, I would mask it up. Yep. And then I would try to teach yoga. And then I'd be in the middle of teaching yoga and I'd start crying. And I'd be like, inhale and exhale. <laughs> <laughs> And I thought to myself, how can I teach wellness and love and honesty <laughs> of self and what we really need um, if I am not trying to heal myself from the inside um, out? So I learned how to do that. I learned how to sit still, be in my silence, be in my space. Um, accept myself for where I was and for the ugly tear crying faces that I made and for the yelling and screaming that I also had to do because I just couldn't understand why. And then stepping into a space of like, you know what, I don't understand a lot of why things go down. So why is this particular moment so important? 
or maybe it's more important for me to say, what can I take from this? And how can I help other people to be more expressive? And how can I help people to heal themselves from the inside out? So I sat on my mat a lot and I did yoga a lot and I cried a lot and I meditated and and I did bedtime yoga. <laughs> I would wake up just saying, you know what, let me start with the beginning. Inhale, exhale, God, the universe, thank you for this breath. And that was the seed that I planted. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. And the journey. So now I look forward to sharing this with the rest of the ladies and goddesses that will um, step into reasons, seasons, and lifetimes. Um, I've already, I mean, I'm, we're almost halfway booked. So it's, there are limited spots. Um, if you know anyone, obviously share this with as many people as, as you do, um, at, you know, as this speaks to. This will speak to somebody in particular. And we're looking for, I'm looking for the woman who's ready for the commitment and ready to be consistent. Um, this is about you and your journey. So what you put in, you know, is what you get out, yeah. right? Wouldn't you say that? Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I really want to, Georgina. I want to <laughs> focus on that because, you know, you're coaching and healing people in different ways and your program is, but I think this commitment piece is really key. Tiana has been very vulnerable with her story of truth and where she, how she got to where she is today. I share little bits in each podcast. I, I should one day record a full one. But it's a commitment to go to the dark sides. It's not just a commitment to like, I want to get to the light. To get to the light, a lot of times you have, you, not sometimes, you have to go through, you have to face those shadows, that darkness. And so there has to be a willingness and a commitment to really do whatever it takes to get to that core. Get to the core of you, right? And I think you're going to take everyone there you're gonna you're gonna take them there i know you are uh if you guys want to follow me you could uh follow me on all social media platforms ig is the most popular at cardi yoga c-a-r-d-y-o-g-a and of course my website www.cardiyoga.com we have a virtual experience that you would love every tuesday wednesday and thursday we teach a live yoga session. Um, me, of course, in Maui, and then everyone else from all over the world. That would be 3 p.m. West Coast. That's LA time, 6 p.m. East Coast. And aloha, my nooners. Oh, thank you so, <laughs> so much. Thank you so much, Georgina. I love you so much. You are such an inspiration to us all. I feel like you continue to inspire me to dive into my wild truth on a daily and continue to be honest with myself, with the things that I need, um, with the love and the companionship that I need as well, because you're just such a great friend and, um, you know, queen. <laughs> blessings. Thank you. Oh, it's such a blessing. I, I'm so glad that you were able to join and thank you. And I know that we're going to keep collaborating and sharing goodness with the world, no doubt. So wonderful to have Tiana join us and share her wisdom and love with all of us. If you want to join her on her upcoming Reason Seasons Lifetime Journey, that's beginning on June 20th, I encourage you to check our blog post because it'll have all the details there. 
And you can also connect with her at cardiyoga.com or at cardiyoga on Instagram. And, you know, again, this journey that she's putting together will be really remarkable. And it's for the woman, the goddess, the queen who says, yes, I choose to elevate my life, my intentions, and my priorities. I choose to thrive, expand, and love unconditionally. I choose wellness and mindfulness because I know that I'm a better woman for myself and for those I love. I wish you all so much love and light in these times, and I look forward to being with all of you next time. Thank you.